Hey friend, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please take a moment to refer to the show notes as there is content warning for today's show. Take a moment to read it, decide if you want to continue to listen, but as always, make sure you're protecting your mental space and peace, and we'll see you on the other side. Happy listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode of On the Other Side of Momming, because there's more to this mom life. And of course, you should know me by now. But if you're new to the crew, I am T. Moore. I am the host of this podcast. And today I'm so excited to get into today's topic. We are going to be talking about on the other side of mental health as a mom. What does that mean? What does it look like? How are we supposed to be in these streets when these kids got activities? They don't listen. If you got a significant other, if you're trying to date, like all the things, because, you know, it's it's a lot as a mom. So we're going to get into it. And so before we get started, y'all know how we do, but I would be remiss to not share with you all just what I have going on. So if you haven't known, I just released my book, my debut young adult nonfiction book called Filmmakers, 15 Groundbreaking okay. Women Directors. Oh, you don't have your copy in front of you? It's downstairs, it's downstairs. But wait a minute, I'm the author and I don't have mine. But anyway, but um, the book <laughs> is written by myself and co-authored with um, my friend Lynn Lachlan Miller. And um, it is a great book, an easy read about just contemporary women directors out here in Hollywood, breaking barriers, doing the thing. And so it feels kind of cool to talk about mental health because again, that book kind of ties into that with motherhood and stuff. So it is available wherever you buy your books at. Um, and of course, you know, I'm a big proponent, support your independent bookstores. And if you see my shirt today, I have on the Dream Prep, Do, Rinse and Repeat, head over to Mom Tings. And you can grab you a shirt as well, our sweatshirt, because we're getting into fall. Because my guest here today um, is one of my basic friends because she likes pumpkin spice. Um, and I'm ready. Countdown. <laughs> and, and have you felt the nip? You felt the nip in the air? Because it's the, the temperature has dropped because around this time I was melting and um I'm not melting, but I'm also not mad because it was a hot summer. So yeah, it, it was hot. So we got some sweatshirts and hoodies over there too. So just feel free to check it out. But let's get into today. So today I have with us, um, I hope I don't cry because I've been crying when I introduced my my people, but um, this is Jamila Young, attorney at law, um, health care extraordinaire, mom of the year, just so many accolades I could say about Jamila and I call her Jam. So that'd be the last time y'all hear me call her by her government name. Um, but, <laughs> but Jam and I met um, on GroupMe and she, I don't know, she, she hit, she slid into my DMs first though. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? She slid into my DMs and she's like, it. Find them because she was like, hey, girl, how you doing? I'm like, hey, ma'am, how you doing? But no, we connected through GroupMe and because we're both moms and she, I actually was, well, I, I think I was still pregnant um, with kid or, number two, right? Yeah, well, you are still pregnant. I think Yeah, so. I was still pregnant. And so, um, but we all, we both went to the same law school, but just at different times. And so we just kind of connected and we became fast friends. And I do mean fast friends. <laughs> I was like, do you want to work for me at the law firm? And she's like, yeah. So we are both together, a little touched. Um, but that's been five years. And what an incredible journey it has been um, to do life with you. And um, I nope. am... I know I'm I'm trying to stop myself, but I'm just I'm just grateful to have you here. And I feel like we've talked about mental health. Um, I feel like you um I know you are in the community as an advocate as well. Um, but I'm gonna stop talking about you before I start 
crying but tell, tell the people tell tell our friends our our family because these are our friends and family who are listening um a little bit about yourself what you do and then we'll get into it I think T gave me you know she gave me a good <laughs> introduction every time I hear someone talk about me I'm like who me um yes, yes Jamila Young um law partner with T um I work in healthcare. I'm always in healthcare, and I have one son. His name is Trey. He will be oh, my God. only child. He is amazing, but he's gonna be my only child. I'm gonna make I sure that it. Sid hears this episode so that she knows that that is your only child. Her because daughter, you keep... her daughter wants to come live with me, and her daughter wants to be my daughter. You don't have stairs or an elevator, so she doesn't want to live with you no more. And I can get that for her. Those are things okay. that I can get for my child. We'll, we'll fight off air. Okay. Which we mm. always do. <laughs> it's, it's funny that this episode is on mental health because it was really supposed to be recorded a few days ago. Yep. But I was having my own mental health day and I told mm. T, yes, I can record it today, but you're not going to get the real me because I'm in the middle of a crisis right now. Mm. And we're like, oh, we can talk about this when we really get on the air. We'll talk about what's yes. really going on. How is it going? Like, yeah, because it's a lot. And so I like to always start the show off as doing a, a, I call them momspirational quotes. Um, Because I feel like as moms, we often do not get encouragement sometimes. We're kind of like forgotten about. And so, yes. And like, and part of this community that I'm wanting to build is more so for there's more to mom life. Literally, it's not just the same. Like it really is more to us. We are more than just moms. We are more than just wives or girlfriends, our coworkers, our sisters, daughters. Like we are who we are first. So today's quote comes from Lisa Oliveira. And she says, just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you, doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. I feel like I need to read that again because that 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 that's that's gonna preach. Um, so let me read one more time. Let me put on my preacher voice. <clears throat> uh, just because no one else can heal <laughs> ah, or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. Can the church say Amen? Amen. Amen. So when you hear that jam, um, like I said, it's no coincidence we're talking about mental health. What does that quote kind of, how does that resonate with you? Because I heard you say you need to have heard that years ago. I'm not gonna I, mean, I, I, I almost did the thing. I almost did the thing. I almost did the years ago to try to, t- I almost, I almost did it. I, I heard it. And, okay. Anyway, no, no. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bring it back. Bring it back. See, this is. I took my ADHD medication this morning, so I'm a little hyper. Okay. <laughs> I don't, it's not good because I, I ate Quran. She entertains me. But yes, yeah, so when you hear it, how does how does that sit with you? Like, what would they have done if you had heard that years ago? When they try to tell you? I, I feel like I always thought that I had to do it alone, not because not because I couldn't, I just felt like I just had to do this alone or I'll be deemed a bad mom, right? I am I am a single mom. I'm a single mom. I have a small child, but I had these thoughts of, oh, I want to go somewhere, but why hire a babysitter if I could just sit at home with him? Mm-hmm. So I decided I could do that for myself. Um, I, I really made life much harder for myself than what I really needed to. And honestly, I still kind of do that. Sometimes yeah. I do. I, it was a challenge this weekend. I went away mm-hmm. to a wedding and I had someone watch my child. Um, it seemed that he's been with them several times. But I almost said, oh, maybe I can't go because I'm a little afraid to leave my child somewhere else because I can just do it on my own. So mm-hmm. I I know we have this thing of the strong Black woman or the independent woman or these single independent moms and all this other stuff. But I don't think you don't get an award for struggling. Nobody gets an award. But you know what? I feel like that's so dominant, especially in Black culture. We celebrate struggle love. We celebrate just, it's, I've been seeing it. As a matter of fact, it's funny you mentioned that. And one of the mom groups that I'm in, 
they someone had posted something about like they don't understand this thing about wanting to let their kids struggle just because they had to struggle like the person that you're supposed to protect why would you force them to struggle because you had to struggle and think about like within the bar exam when it went um when they for some of the states in 2020 when the pandemic happened and they waived the bar are they um did it virtually or things like that they did things different we I saw people talking about like how unfair it was nah they need to be doing it and stuff like, like that student now, loans yeah like student loans like <laughs> I, I, I didn't take it like and it's like we have this mentality because if I had to do it by myself then you should be able to do it too because it it doesn't it doesn't build character what it builds is trauma that's what it's building you're building you're building trauma <laughs> For me, I think it, it, and you know, it's not a conspiracy theory thing, but I really do feel it comes all the way back from slavery when we were in mm-hmm. slavery. And the reason I always say that, and the reason I think that, and I feel this way, is because when we were bought here, when you had a baby, you were put right back out there with your child. If you had a spouse, they could rip your spouse away, and you had to do it alone. You they had your child to away too. Nobody yeah, says a strong white woman. No one says a strong Everyone's there's a strong black woman. You have yeah. been told forever. And I believe that can be passed down. They finally did a study and said that all of these things can be passed down. All of this trauma can be passed down. We already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a study, but I feel that that has been passed down. And so it is instilled in us to struggle mm-hmm. and to do it alone. And right. so it's hard to break that. My parents did not throw me out when I was 18. <laughs> I'm blessed. My dad's still here <laughs> that's, for me. that's a whole nother conversation by itself. But yeah, seriously. But as a mother, I think that is something that we've always seen. You have yeah. to find a way and make a way out of no way. And if you don't, you're not strong. You can't ask for help. I am against that now. I am, I'm ready to ask for help. Oh, someone help me with Trey? Okay. Somebody help me with this. Oh, I need help. I'm going to ask for help now. When it comes to mental health, whew, our people have not mm. been big on that for decades forever our parents were not big on that I'm so proud to see millennials and Gen Z like really honing in on mental health because we are all realizing now and T and I have had this conversation we're all realizing now that we've all been through a lot of things we all need to go and talk to some type of therapist because we're relying Mm -hmm. on each other while we're relying on each other you know as friends and all but a lot of those conversations are way 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 deeper than we even know yeah it's it's, yeah. it's so deep yeah I think about that like how I got into like I've been I've done therapy before like even before I had kids um I remember I had like a, a bad breakup and I started doing therapy then that that would do it and um you know and so I would I would go and then but motherhood really was a whole nother ball game yeah. and um I remember after Savvy was born, um, just feeling like I was drowning. I felt like I was drowning. I felt like it was just too much and nobody seemed to get it. No one seemed to understand what I was going to, not even my own mom. Um, Even though she was supportive, I still didn't feel like she got me. You know, and probably she did. Maybe she could relate. Maybe she could resonate. But it just felt like I still felt alone. I still felt alone. I felt like I was drowning. Uh, Before our partnership, I just felt like the firm wasn't doing what I needed it to do. And it just, this weight. And I could begin to rationalize and understand how mothers, um, and I'm going to be very transparent here uh, because it is a safe space. And I believe that one of the things that we do as a community is we don't get honest and people don't know, but I felt like I understood the moms who took their lives, who who took the lives of their children with them as well. Because you're like, can't nobody raise my baby better than me. And so when I got, when I felt like I was getting to that breaking point, that is when I knew I need to seek out help. Um, And I took the test for postpartum each time after I had both the girls and I would, postpartum according to this test, 
I didn't check all the boxes, so I didn't have postpartum, but I was still feeling like, I mean, yeah, I think I have postpartum. I don't know who made this test up. Yeah, no, I no, I don't want to have sex. That's how I got here. Okay, so no, to your question about that, no, I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to kill anybody else, but I don't feel right. And I think about my first um, pregnancy where it was traumatic. I almost lost my life giving birth. And then the second pregnancy, while it was textbook, my oldest was just um, 23 months old. And I have this newborn and I'm not sleeping again because I'm nursing and no, no one can nurse her because ain't nobody else producing milk but me. And so I'm drowning and I'm trying to run a business and I'm trying to write a book and I'm trying to do this. And I feel like I want to contribute because I feel like I'm failing as a spouse because I don't feel like I'm contributing because I'm a stay-at-home mom. And so all of these things compounded and I was like, I got to get some help. And so I thought, you know, I got my therapist and I, and so I've been with my same therapist now for five years. And sometimes people want to leave. I feel like you're supposed to graduate from therapy, but it's been my saving grace to, to have her in my life, to have that unbiased person who doesn't really know me, but knows me. Obviously after five years, she knows me. Yeah. And, but then this year I added taking, um, I mentioned earlier, I'm on ADHD medication. I just got diagnosed with ADHD in July. And then I finally started to take Lexapro. Now that had been prescribed to me years ago, mentioned years ago, um, before I had kids, um, when I was working. But then um, my primary had pres tried to prescribe it to me, like maybe within the past two or three years, I was like, I'm not taking that because I should be able to handle whatever's going on without medication because no. Um, and now I, I was, even though I'm a Christian, I was, I knew well enough to know that you need more than just prayer. So that's why I had therapy. I knew Jesus and therapy, they went good together. Um, but I had this thing that was like, but the pills taking any medication though felt like a failure for me. If it, it felt like if I took this, this this medicine, it means I failed myself because I can't handle my my mental because the therapy should have been enough, the praying should have been enough, and 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 was talking to you actually, Jam, back in July after Alicia had died, and remember I called you because I was like, girl, my little, yeah, I'm a recovering hypochondriac. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> And I remember I called you and I was like, hey, my legs are swollen. And I was like, and um, and I wasn't sleeping. And you was like, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even about to call you. I, I'm about to call you. And I'm not going to text you back. I'm going to call you. And I think I broke down on the phone and just was like, yo, I can't sleep. I'm afraid to go to sleep at night. Um, just think about it makes me tear up because I'm afraid I'm gonna die because everybody around me is dying. Everybody's sick. My dog died, my friend died. You know, people around me are sick. And it was just the, the, the kids and marriage and work and all these things. And, and I remember you talked to me down off the ledge and you were just like, it's gonna be okay. And then I finally went to the doctor again and told the doctor what's going on. And she was like, yeah, I want you to, to try the Lexapro. And I remember when I, after about a week, my brain literally felt lifted. Like I didn't even know how to fog, but it felt like this fog had been lifted. And I remember thinking clearly, and I was sleeping and I was still doing therapy and I was still praying but I felt better and I felt yeah. calmer. And I'm like, now I'm like, y'all take the pill, find the pill that works, but take the pill because what Lexapro saves lives in this household. So, you know, I, I just, you know, that's so why I, I mean, I, I don't mean to be so long-winded, but I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking who I am and that's who you are too. But I, you know, but I think about that and the thing about having you 
and my other friends to lean on during that time. Like, I just think like, why don't we have that as moms? Like, why is it almost like we have to have these side closed off conversations and start with, hey girl, don't judge me, but I'm feeling this. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like none of these conversations were had, even when we were younger, all I ever saw was my mom who has five kids. My mom just bless her. She was there. Well, I, my nana was there too, who really was really, really big in raising us too. So she had help, but it didn't seem like it that way. It was like, oh, my grandma's here, my mom's here, and all. But there aren't, there weren't conversations when we were little about what moms are going through or anything else. It was always a conversation of you have these kids, you cook, you go to work, you do it, and that's that. Mm-hmm. There's no real life talk anywhere about anything. Um, I remember when I became on, when I first had Trey, I went back to my appointment and I knew something was wrong and mm-hmm. my doctor asked me what was wrong. I didn't want to admit anything because I had to be a strong black woman. And mm-hmm. she asked me a few questions. I, I, I don't know what kind of test you took. I didn't take a um, test. She just asked me I took like a paper test. She gave me like mm-hmm. a paper test. She asked, me, she asked me a few questions and she said, this is probably past the baby blues and, um, gave me mm-hmm. Zoloft and everything. I am not against medication. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, and I um, took my medication and that helped me out a lot. I, mm-hmm. I all the time tell all my friends that it always feels like even when there's depression or anything that there's fog in my head. Mm-hmm. I often tell everyone that, that there's just fog. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it feels that way a lot of the time. It feels heavy and yeah. especially with depression. Um, mm-hmm. I hate when people you have depression. And then they say, well, think of happy thoughts. You don't think I thought of that already. Happy yeah. thoughts. Go to your happy place. <laughs> That's the easiest thing. But it's, it, it, is, it is tough. It just feels like it's so tough to admit that this is hard because many, many, many women from the beginning of time have become moms and they did it. So mm-hmm. why am I happy with it? What why makes, why are you struggling? Right. And then you'll have like social media and everything else. People put up these different views of things. I mean, I'll put up my kids smiling, but I also put up, um, this is what we're going through today. My, my yes. kids I am very, very vocal about that. And the reason let's, I- Let's talk is- about that. Yes. Talk about that by your vocal, but also let's talk about how that, how that affected you mentally when you got that diagnosis, but finish your thought about your um, advocacy. <laughs> I can't remember but um when he was diagnosed it was just a lot there was a lot going on at the time I was graduating from my LLM program um a lot of legal stuff going on um it Mm -hmm. was just so much so I'm trying to balance all of this stuff then I find this out and I'm like well what's the next step from here it was it was mm-hmm. just a lot to kind of deal with. So I I know they have like all these different steps you go through when you're grieving and all this stuff. I just couldn't. I was like, okay, I found out, bam, action. So I didn't get to mm-hmm. take any steps. I didn't get to breathe. I, I did yeah. not get to breathe. I literally had to jump into action and figure everything out. And it was exhausting. It was tiring. I felt alone. Uh, uh, some of my friends have kids, not all of them, but even the ones who did have kids did not have autistic children. Mm-hmm. So- it's good to have people that can empathize, but it was, it was nothing like having somebody who goes through it. Yeah. And now I have mom friends who do have autistic kids and it makes it a lot easier to talk about and figure out what the steps are. But that was rough. It was hard. I had thoughts of what did I do wrong? What's happening? How could I do this to my kid? Yeah. And and already during that time, I was severely depressed. I've been in therapy for about, maybe a year around mm-hmm. then but it made me so severely depressed then I reached out to all my friends I started telling them about my depression I reached out to you I was telling everybody I'm like I don't know what's wrong like I just yeah oh I just felt <laughs> it just felt horrible right. but I started realizing like leaning on each other and trying to actually express yourself and not keeping it all in mm-hmm. helped like that helped out yes. a lot and I know a lot, like we'll, we'll talk about our kids and share things when we're having those rough times, those hard times. Even when we go to our therapy appointments, I'm like, what are you mm-hmm. doing today? I got therapy. <laughs> but, but, you know, but think about how, how radical just even that is. Yeah. That we 
I got therapy on my schedule. Girl, you go to therapy. Good for you. Like it's like that that is the thing. Like, but I think about I wonder if that was something that even my mom, I don't know if my mom like community. Matter of fact, I know she didn't because I remember we were talking about like um when her and my dad divorced, how she didn't have a support system for real to kind of lean into, like yeah. to even talk about that. So because mental health is important, like the failure word. It feels yeah. like if you don't stay married, if you something happens to your kid, mm. job, that failure like you talked about, you feel like a failure. It's having to take the medication, I'm a failure. Well, yep. Why do we get there? How do we, and how did you even get there? Because no one told me no. I was a failure. Like no one said it. I took the next step. I am, listen, I, there's an, a marked change in me taking the money. Now, I don't want to be on it forever. Of course, that's not yeah. the end goal. I do want to learn how to oh, manage. I need, like if, if you yeah. need it, you're, it's good that you're opening up to finding what's best for you. And yeah. I think a lot of us don't do that. We just yeah. try to go with the status quo, what we think the status quo is. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you said about the strong Black woman, the cape. I know Essence has done an article about it. I know, like you said, there's studies, there's research, yeah. there's, there's think pieces on it. And, you know, I think to your point, yeah, I mean, it's not about being controversial. No, it does go back to slavery because generational trauma is passed down, even if there was no such thing as slavery. Um, you're still, we're still passing down things to our children's children's children, like it's still passed down. So that is something that's passed down. You didn't go to, listen, part of the problem anyway in the black community is we don't talk about stuff. Cause we do not. You, and what's when I found out my child was autistic, the reason I was trying to find something, I was telling people that Trey was, something was different. It was, he's just a boy, he's just hyper. I had mm -hmm. to go to YouTube and watch families. I took oh, him to a soccer camp, three different, each week, the first three weeks, I had a white parent actually come up to me and ask, what part of the spectrum is your child on? What part of the spectrum? And he hadn't been diagnosed. But everybody mm. else is so quiet. When I did talk to some friends about it, don't don't use the A word. What's the A word? What's the A word? But we don't talk about it. We, we don't. don't talk we don't. About it. It's Listen, so hush. It's the reason because I have connected with friends like you and other friends who have children who have different type of um, needs, I'll call them. That's the reason why I got Sydney evaluated. And because I thought some of the things she's doing doesn't seem like typical, like normal. Like, it doesn't seem, seem right. Um, and talking to a friend who was like, oh, you know, she might be on the spectrum or she could have ADHD. And then when she said that, I was like, really? And so it started me down that rabbit hole of going down. And then I was looking like, this sounds like me. I sound like I could have ADHD. And I remember like, I shared it with you and I shared it with a couple of people and they were like, y'all so judgy because I got to get new friends. So this is also my all call for new friends, new best friends, new sister friends. Because you very well. <clears throat> they just let me be out here in these streets and they thought I knew something was wrong with me and it was just like we thought you knew girl you ain't know that's true let me change the language. like we'll have a conversation hey jam what's up girl let me tell you about this book and then yes the, it was that red dress which red dress tea oh you know yeah. yeah and that's but and, and that's okay and so but but like to your point though when I would tell like other people like I think yeah. I might have this don't say you have that you don't know if you have that like why would you say that and don't say Sydney has this she might she not might not bad to say it's, it. it's not bad it's not a death sentence even if it was it's still, I still at least I know we, it's who you it's, are it's who I am and so when I got my official diagnosis it was so helpful because Oh my gosh, it made some, and the, part of the problem is, is that you don't, I don't present, right? I don't present as someone who has ADHD typical, you know, like what the, the standard is for that. And so when it was mentioned that it could possibly be something that Sid has, 
I, when I was looking up, because in girls, it's harder to diagnose. And yet, I'm 38 getting diagnosed. Um, one of my friends just got that at 40-something. Late for everything. Yeah, we, we are back. We late to the class. It was like, okay, well, that child over there just touched. What? Mm-hmm. And when you think about, and it goes to the same thing with the, with the mental health aspect of it. It's depression um, and our anxiety or any of the things that could be cons- with a default on the umbrella of mental health. It is, and especially if you grew up with a religious background, maybe you, yep. you pray that thing away. Okay? Pray it away. That's pray it. it away. Say some prayers and it will be okay. You say like, the okay. prayers though. If you help me, it's going to be right. not bad, but sometimes you just need a little bit more, a little something you else. Need, you okay. need more. And that's, and okay. I think that's the thing is really, what our generation is doing is really breaking the stigma. I got my kids in play we therapy. Are. We are. We really, really are. Our our generation, we actually notice these things now and we're doing something about it, not brushing it under the rug anymore. Right, right. Now I know you're you're really big with um uh advocacy work. Um so how does that how does that play? Like if so for the moms who are out there listening, who might be feeling like they're drowning or feel like they don't have community, what are some things that you can tell them to kind of tap into? Because because mental health is self-care. Like we talk about yeah. self-care has a buzzword and we talk about, oh, take you a bubble bath. And, you know, we 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 going back to the episode we did with Ebony. Get your glass yeah. of wine. Get you some wine, but what if you don't drink? Like, like what if that's not your thing? And you know, and and so goes kind of back to the episode we talked about with Ebony when we talked about finding joy as a mom, and that kind of all ties into that self care. So, self care of the mental from a mental health aspect, what would be some things you would you know tell moms out there like they can do that could be practical for them? I really, it's different for everybody. My, my self-care, which might be crazy to some, and I did this for one of my friends this weekend, I cook. Some people would not think that. When I say I cook, I mean, I'll go and get things thawed out from scratch and all. But she some cooks, people, cooks, y'all. I, I like, like I, I, I love coming to, I don't do nothing. You talk about, jam is my self-care coming to her house, because, baby, so, okay. I'm going to lock the door. You unlock the door. Why would you? I believe the door open. But it it matters. What do you like? And as moms, I realize this is therapy. A lot of us don't know what we like, what we like to even do. Mm. They ask me, what do you like to, I, I like to, Trey and I like to, Trey and I like to do this too. And then Trey, now what do you like? What do you like? What do you like? What do you like? Because well, you know what? That's the first question. It could be writing. It could be sleeping, sleeping. It can be anything that makes you happy. And even if you don't, even if you're not have severe anxiety or depression or anything like that, everybody needs some time to just relax and just mm-hmm. <laughs> calm down. Because I mean, that decompression stage, like I was telling Tia, I was like, when, oof, I need five or 10 minutes before Trey gets out, before he gets mm. off the bus compress i love my child we love our children but children are also humans just like us they're humans just like us mm-hmm. and you can love them but you can also have a moment where you're like i need a little bit of space i need some space because we, moms touching me. A lot. we don't get space no and that, that plays with the mental health though right so nana's mm-hmm. doing this and that and she's driving and she's trying to go here she's trying to write a book and i mean you remember you had your retreat weekend and y'all she was like yes listen i don't know how to act listen when i get by myself i don't know go. how to act I, I, that's my mental, mental health though i remember when i went to the writer's retreat back in february and i was i was shy i was shy for a minute because i didn't know everybody there and then she started to come out. She started to get, and one some one of the girls um, that was there looked at me. And she's like, "Oh, okay, you you getting comfortable now?" I said, "You know what? I am. Um, I I just the voice changes when when she came back from her last writer retreat. I told uh, I was like, uh, uh. I did you just wake up? No, I was like, you're relaxed. This is what relaxed tea sounds like.'" She I was like, you've been relaxing a long time because your voice don't sound like this often. But, but isn't it, that that's weird, right? Like, but I noticed it because I talk to you almost every day, and I yeah. can only imagine. I have one child. I'm always tired. 
to have three little hands trying to grab at you all the time, a husband over here, mom, family, friends, organizations, job. I mean, what's left for you at the end of the day? And don't let her fool y'all, y'all, because just because she has this one child, which is like she busy. Okay, she's she now he busy, he booked and busy, but she's booked and busy, and you you're doing everything, you're doing a lot. And I think, but you hit it on the head because you have to still strip away the organizations and and all the things that we do to get down to knowing who you are at your core, not what you do, not a title, who you are. And I'll repeat it. You're you're saying who you are, who you really are. Ain't that what the grandma said? Listen, this is how you know we got kids. All the the Disney references and everything you just, this is how you know you're a parent. Because, but you got to get to the core because you're not these things who oh. am I'm a creative jam you're a creative you are a kind person I forgot I forgot I was a creative you did forget I forgot. when I first met you you also when I when she started slitting her DMs or whatever we were you just we're talking, in there. you know let me meet you let me meet you too mm-hmm. she said you know I really want to write children's books I really want to be a children's book author. that's that's something I really wish I could do that was five years ago and now look at her. It was five years ago. She's a creative, but I think that at that time she had, yes, Nana had just been born. Or yeah, just, it was she was the baby. Um, you you had Sid, you were already doing the firm on your own, just trying to, and you had just finished writing your other book, your adult yeah. novel. And I think you were, yeah, you had just put it out. So I even then, like, you were trying to juggle everything, but you put your dreams on hold she's probably momming over there literally like momming literally as we're going (laughs) 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 but she had to put she there were a lot of dreams i'll put on hold but you finally figured out the things that you need you went through therapy you talked to all of us you talked to us as friends and you realized that you could do it and i think that was a part of your self-care by actually honing in and realizing what you want to do, going to these groups, being in these organizations, and writing your books. And now look at you. Scholastic. You love how I say it. Scholastic. Why do you like to say it like because that? I you really say like it so hard. Like <laughs> My librarian, when I was growing up, said it like that, and I would never not say it like that. I can't. Lord. You but know that what? was there. It you is. You were what you liked, and you actually took the leap and did it. Now, yeah. it was not an overnight process. She really, really, like, went hard. She tried. She she wrote these books. She really tried. She tried to find the right people and everything. And then one day it paid off. But it was it took a lot of sleepless nights. And I saw you work hard on that. I saw you put all that effort and everything into it and trying to push through. And then with undiagnosed ADHD. And I know that's hard to be yeah. an author and a writer, like a writer. <laughs> And trying to write <laughs> with, with, with ADHD, and so, but it's funny you say that because, but listen, it makes sense now. When um my agent, when like when she was like looking at my stuff or someone's looking at my stuff, and like, yeah, so you got a lot of plot points going on here. But now I know why I have so many stories in one story. When I was like, you got two books in one, or three books, or and something. I'm like, now I know the reason, the why. Because my brain, but what's funny is I don't look like that. I've, I mean, obviously I'm successful on paper. I've gotten through law school. I've, but it is hard. It is very hard. And it plays into, because I know that now I am a person with ADHD, it plays into why it's hard to finish tasks. So writing is a big deal for me. Passing the bar was a big deal because for a person like anybody else with ADHD, they know like to complete a task is hard. And it's not that we, but then that's where the failure comes in. That's where the negative self-talk comes in. And you feel like a failure. You feel like you're, you're, you're not rising to the occasion because man, I'm lazy. That's, that was always my thing. I thought I was just lazy. Um, and I lack discipline no, I just have to work a little harder. I have to kind of do some things differently. But I think, again, getting to the core of knowing who I am 
Um, I think that's really good advice for moms out there, like starting with knowing who you are because not, um, and share some resources because I know that sometimes people can't afford therapy. Um, so that's usually a, a price barrier, but there are organizations and resources that are out there to where people can Sorry. get free leadership. Leadership. You have to so pop the pee. Um, it is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and they do a lot of work, a, a lot of work in the community for any type of mental health things that you need. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say it's a great organization. They have different chapters throughout all the states as well. If it ever gets too, 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 too bad, and you feel like you are in a crisis or that you don't want to be here anymore, you just need to talk. They do have a new number. It's 988. And that is the Suicide and Crisis Helpline. Uh, I think it launched, I think it was about a month ago that that number launched, but 988, you can call that number to talk. But there are free resources out there because I know, you know, therapists have to get paid too. So of course, Mm -hmm. you don't have health insurance and all, it can be costly, but there are organizations that will link you and connect you with resources Mm -hmm. if you need things. And then even if you just need a group, I mean, yeah. Facebook groups help, mom groups help, yes. even trying to come together to do that works. I, I'm also, and I have like subgroups because we have like these special needs groups for our children. We mm-hmm. have retreats. And I just found out about one through my coworker where they go as a group of moms for, um, because you're a parent, of course, but you also have this parent caregiver role when you have a special needs child. So there's a retreat that's coming up for, moms who have autistic children so we just go and we're really just there um, just for respite for us to relax and talk and leaning on each other which yeah. I'm really excited because I didn't know that existed but I'm yeah. excited to hear about those so, things because then you don't feel alone alone <laughs> yes and, and I was gonna say you feel alone you can feel alone sometime and disclaimer my mom is talking background so y'all got hear stuff my mom is the one who likes to vacuum every time I'm on the phone. Um, I have muted my mic several times because she started she started messing with stuff. We need to put this. I need to find, ma'am. You see, the ring light is actually out today. Like the mic is here recording. Then she started trying to. Then she started right. You got to parent your parents. Then she started trying to talk, and I'm I'm definitely gonna mute the mic because listen, I don't edit for real, for real, because I don't know how to. I, I just I don't so you know your strengths. I know my strengths, and one day we'll be able to delegate that out. But Relax. in the meantime, this is where we at. But a lot. But so I would say the second thing is <laughs> after you've you've learned, you know, took the time, and it, I know it's hard, especially if you are. But there is time in your day, somewhere in your day, that you could take a few minutes just to figure out. What do you like? And that's deep work. That's not an overnight thing. This has been, Jam has known me for five years. This has been probably in the making for me though, for many, many, many years, but it's probably within the last five years. And I would even say the last two years, the pandemic really, I have been doing some deep inner work of healing, of addressing trauma for myself, um, calling a thing a thing for what it is so that I knew how to fight it. But the next thing I would say, you got to find community. If it's just one person, you've got to find a safe space. Facebook groups actually are pretty legit. I really do like them. Um, It's how I actually started learning more about the conscious parenting or gentle parenting or however you want to call it. Um, Got into that movement. And then again, finding friends who gentle parent. Um, Finding writer a writer mom Facebook group um and community just having community and finding your person or persons that you can connect to um it's because of the relationships that I have that one I can I can go get myself evaluated I can get my my kids evaluated to find out I can have open conversations um with my with my girls because hey Sid is doing this and I know you know you told me Trey had this type of experience and so then I'm able to come back to you and ask you about okay hey 
what can I do to to get um, to get this situation figured out when it comes to my kid? So, you know, like I said, I can appreciate having friends like you because, like I said, it helps me to be able to like, did you go through this? Have you went through this? And then you just begin to find that safe space and you begin to find your people. Because I just think we do motherhood alone and there's mommy judgment out there. And then, like you said, social media plays with, that really plays with your mental health. Like Social, social media, I mean, it really does. Because you'll see these people out here like, oh, wow, they just had a baby. They look like this. Well, they're having the time of their life. Mm -hmm. I, because people will reach out to me like, dang, you're such a good mom. Your kid does everything. How do you do all these things? I was like, uh-uh-uh. And it's like, let me go ahead and put up a picture of Trey having a temperature. <laughs> let me go ahead and tell you what kind of day I'm having for real. Because please don't think. Don't think. Man, don't get it wrong. She is very crafty. This is my crafty um, BFF. She is amazing. The, the, we have fun. Like when we get together and we get the kids together. But what I love when we get together, we started our own family tradition, our young more family tradition um, for the 4th of July. So I'm super excited. But like that's that was so cool because whenever we come together, I think we've had like a random summer party with the kids before, too. Yeah. But it was like she can go upstairs and she can go do something. Um, she can go take a nap or whatever. I didn't care because I have all the kids. And having three kids, what's one more? Um, it's, it's a it's it's a party at that point for me. But I could go away and do something that I need to do, and it was just like this trade off because there's this this understanding that I think as women, as moms, that we just have. You just um, yeah, you just know, and so I think. Um, share with people what is something that you want them to kind of take away and we're definitely going to link the resources um for people in the show notes about you know NAMI and the suicide crisis prevention number but just something as a mom um as we get ready to wrap up some parting words like what is something that you would want um moms especially who feel like they're struggling and they're alone in their motherhood um to take away you can lean on others. <laughs> I, I know those lean on me. but you can lean on others. And it's yeah. true because I'm still learning to do that. I'm still yeah. learning to lean on others. I'm still learning to use my voice and say, I'm not okay. Yes. But too, you can say you're not okay and that's fine. I know we have this image of everything is great. It's easy. This is not easy. I know women- I'm, I've been doing this, but it is a hard job to be a mother. You're trying to yes. take care of yourself and everybody else in the house. So it's okay to say, no, I'm not okay today. And, and it you got to okay. speak up. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's okay to go and get help. Yeah. It's okay. Even if you're having, you know, life's pretty good. You can talk to a therapist. Um, you can go to these groups, you go know, to Facebook, you can have just, just community just to be with other people. Yeah. So, I'm at the, I think that's what's Im most important to me yeah. when it comes to myself being a parent, but also mental health as well. Yeah. Because if you're not good enough for yourself, if you're not good inside, you cannot be good enough for anybody else. You cannot take care of those babies the way you want to take care of them. And I, I say, really yeah. yeah, I say it all the time. Um, the airplane industry has it right. Put on your oxygen mask first before you assist somebody else that's true if if you if you're not breathing mama you you're not you're not gonna be good for anybody else I feel now I am I'm actually enjoying my kids yeah I'm going outside more I'm at the park with them playing I'm having you know like I'm and I think it's because I'm doing the talk therapy, the talk therapy, excuse me. I'm found, um, I'm on a medication and I have community, a strong community around me that has been worth its weight in gold for me. Yeah. Um, so Jam, thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> thank you um, for being so transparent and sharing 
a little bit about your story. Um, if people want to connect with you, how can they find you on these interwebs, on Beyonce's internet? Because I guess it's no longer Al Gore, it's, it's Beyonce. At this point. So th first, thank you, T, for having me today. I know we've rescheduled, 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 but that's motherhood. Uh, that's, just being, that's just being a human. Sometimes you just need a moment. So thank you for working with me. Um, Instagram, I'm Dr. Health Squire 229. So that's D-R-H-E-A-L-T-H, Health, and Squire like Esquire, S-Q-U-I-R-E. 229 because I'm from Albany and I represent okay. her. She knew I was okay. going to go. I knew she was going to do it. You can find me on there. My Instagram is filled with pictures of Trey, my son, and food. Mm -hmm. He's so and, cute. But her, like, food, her food be dry. I'm just playing. It don't be dry. It be really good. Come here next time. No, it'd be really good. I'm just playing. I, like, I, didn't, I didn't mean it. I'm just playing. Can I'm you make like, some crab legs when I come? I'm sorry. The phone's breaking up. Oh, now it's breaking up. All right, that's cool. Whatever. You're so annoying. But um, I love you too. Um, but I love you, Jam. And you're tea and jam. We did our tea and jam. Um, you're doing great, mom. And to my to my mamas who are listening out there, you two are doing an amazing job. If no one has told you that, you're doing the best you can with what you have. And so until next time, we will see you on the other side of Mommin. Have a great one, everybody.